2: Very welcome along to the Tommy and Hector podcast with Loretta Blewett. Um, I had a, a, an interesting experience during the week that I want to share with you now. Oh. I was in a country bar, uh, a country bar where they mainly talk Irish. And I was talking to uh, the barman um, and he is from the eastern side of the island, of Ireland and he d- wouldn't have great Irish. And uh, the same few lads are drinking in the bar every day, you know? Mm. And I said to him, um, they're speaking Irish the whole time. Yeah. And he said, I said, what do they be talking about? Like, and he says, well, I wouldn't have great Irish, but it's the same kind of stuff for every day. They talk about cattle. They talk about how many people are passing through the village and they talk about the weather. That's all they do. And it's the same stuff over and over and over again. And I was just thinking that, you know when you're when you're doing that you're talking about the same stuff all the time n- n- it's kind of a limited type of conversation it's familiar and it's comfortable but it's kind of limited and I w- I started thinking about them boys and I said now what would their conversations be like if they were able to bring up like metaphysical subjects like if they were able to talk about deep psychological and spiritual issues in the same way they talk about cattle <laughs> and strangers in the village. And I was just wondering, like, if one of them said to the other, uh, what do you make of the story of the loaves and the fishes? Like, what do you think that's... <laughs> <laughs> over a point again? What do you think that's actually about? And I think, I think those things are great, you know, but um, we, we don't do that because it's almost seen as bad manners. But I wanted to ask ye, now that this is kind of a replica of people in a bar having the same types of conversations... Like oh, yeah. What do you think the story of the loaves and the fishes is oh, about?
3: the Lord save us and bless us. Such a way to start. Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I'd rather sit with the lads in the bar talking about the weather.
2: <laughs> well, you know the story of the loaves and fishes. Yeah. Right, so that they're up on the mountain and the, the apostles were saying, there's too many people, we can't feed them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, well, sure, what, what's handy? And they said, well, there's, there's t- two mackerel and there's bread. There's five loaves of bread, but there's the guts of 5,000 people out there. And Jesus says, "Uh, no problem. Just start handing stuff out. And they handed the stuff out and every one of the 5,000 got fed and there was
3: stuff left over. Do you think they caught more fish or did they just use the two mackerel? Well, I'm I'm asking you, like, you know. No, I reckon that. But but do you think that story
2: is in any way interesting?
3: No, it's too highbrow for me, to be honest. I
0: like the start of the story when you're on about the Aran Islands and a few lads talking about the weather.
3: No,
2: I don't mean is the story I told you interesting. Yeah, but I'm asking you is the story of the loaves no, and the in no. is interesting? Well,
0: no. no, it wouldn't be it's not going to be interesting if you're in an island and you're talking about loaves and fishes because the boys don't want to talk about fishing on the island because they're at no, fishing all the time.
2: you're not me. I'm talking about no, the boys are fishermen,
0: They're fishermen there's no need no no and mackerel it. come in in August in the in the Aran Islands. There's millions of them.
3: No, but do you so think the so
0: loaves so <laughs> it, it wouldn't work on man or in or this because there's millions of mackerel there. You could feed the whole country on mackerel for the month of September.
2: You're not understanding what oh I'm trying to God, say to you.
0: I know, but the lows and the fishes. Yeah, but, but it's look. It's not
3: what interesting. What you're trying to say, line. Tommy,
0: is that what you're looking to say? What, what, are you looking? That is it? Something that's inside us where we want to feed, feed.
3: Oh, what are you talking about? I'm I'm caught in the. I like the start of that story. Yes And I Do you know why I I'd, was
0: in a bar And I texted yeah. him On that morning last week When I knew He was out there And I <laughs> said to him Go down now To the pub At 11 in the I morning the And have food. six Quick pints of Guinness <laughs> Because it'll put It'll bend the roads On your walk home It'll yeah. make everything softer the, the walls will be softer On the way home And yeah. you did Didn't you But
2: you have I I've, I've, see There's a bit of in Hector Hector is at least <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, there's a there's really no giving a male one it at all there's really there's really a giving given he- H- Hector is at least willing to <laughs> Approach the subject He <laughs> might not go very far with it <laughs> <laughs> To grasp it but you have a, it's a complete blanket. I'm not even thinking about that. No,
3: because it's too much. It's too deep. No, we're having a pint. You don't want to be talking about the loaves and the fishes. No, so. but I'm,
2: you now, never mind
3: men I'm having a pint. But you now, do you have no interest in the loaves and the fishes? Well, it either happened or it didn't happen. And I mean, there's no point in discussing it now. Like, that was about 5,000 years ago or more, was it?
2: From the side More? Of it,
3: yeah. What do you mean More? What it's twenty twenty
2: one? Yeah, or twenty twenty. When was it? Was it? Bad year. Ah, uh, what do you mean? When was it? Look, the reason we have the we have, we live with the Christian calendar, A. D., anno domini.
3: What is it? After,
0: after death, after death.
3: before Jesus and after Jesus. Yeah, B. C. God or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm. Not, I'm not surprised
2: oh, the Virgin Mary appeared in knock knock. in County Mayo to put some manners on you. The stripes of Mayo.
3: Well, like what, what? What? Like
2: what do you make of the crucifixion and the resurrection?
3: What do you I make talk of about it? losing the audience? Like what do you, you? I think it was great. Well done. Well, you let's know, get
0: down to the crux of the matter.
3: I wouldn't have liked to have been himself getting having to have vinegar on a sponge. No, but I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm just.
2: I guess. Trying to introduce these topics into everyday conversation. So if I say get into a taxi in Dublin, and uh, I said to fellow, could you bring me out to Donnybrook?" And he's like, "No problem, Dom, no problem." And I just turned to him and I says, "What do you reckon that the whole story of Jesus walking on the water is actually about?"
3: <laughs> he put the radio on. And I he think you, talk could to get,
2: you. you could get you
0: could you I think people out there we don't expand the conversation that we should could and shoulda. There are geniuses out there just waiting to talk. So now Hector's mom
2: worked in. The, um, My mother' the r- gift shop in the church, the parochial bookshop. The, well, you know, the parish bookshop, Tommy. It the wasn't, wasn't a gift,
0: the gift shop. shop wasn't Bunratty. It's not Bunratty, Tommy. It's not the Cliffs of Moher. A
3: replica of the it church. Was
0: a, a gift shop. Euro. She wasn't selling scarves and and pottery. No, but she
2: was, she was selling, selling crucifixes and rings and yes, books.
0: And she ran the Christian gift shop. She ran the parochial bookshop in St Mary's, and a
2: very successful venture it was too. So, would she ever come home and say? I was reading you know, a book today. By uh, I, was, I read the the spiritual confessions of Saint Augustine, I, and uh, there's a. Uh, what do you think of that? She read the book.
0: You know, she read the book. There was only yeah. one book she read, Good. and she read the book. Right. She but, read the book inside out
3: from back cover. Children uh, in
0: covered. the attic. It was called like <laughs> these kids who were trapped was, in an attic. The do child you remember, craft books? Uh, She read the book She she was a fair At home She ever at home Oh she was a fair reader of the Bible And a fair believer in the Bible And a fair She would take bits of the Bible And write it down On bits of piece piece of paper And And leave it under your door Yeah People put them around the house And I found Since my mum passed away I found a lot of them And uh, I found a few little bits of paper uh, In different books And different places Where I think she knew I'd find them Or somebody would find them And I've taken them with me to go away And I have them Which is very very nice Wow Yep very good. Yeah, but back, she was a big, she was a studier of the Bible. So And she, Tom, she, and can I just say that uh, when Tommy would come to the house for a function, whether it's a communion function. or a christening, <laughs> Tommy would always uh, Tommy would always stray in about half an hour when we're just having the grub at the communion and he'd stray in the back door and then he'd, an hour later I'd be cornered. He, <laughs> an hour later he'd be sitting in the corner of the function, the communion, the, the confirmation. <laughs> Himself and my mother and all you could hear was... Her talking. Her talking and God. Sam sixth and John 4 to the 5th and John 5, John 16. The and then it was just, it was like... Tommy, do you mind if I quote you a thing from the book of Deuteronomy? Going, and then Tommy would go, but why Deuteronomy? If we go back to this, and yeah. then I'd be there. It was like a convention. It was like one of those big Christian conve- Catholic conventions. They were like uh, two speakers getting ready to take the floor,
2: engrossed for about five hours. I'm fascinated by your mom reading the Bible around the house. Like would she in the sitting room would she No,
0: no, no. She'd read it at night time and, and morning time but she would okay. then write little pieces of paper and uh, little quotes and then she'd leave them stuck in between books. I like love
2: know. your neighbour and that, that kind of thing? Or
0: yeah, th- just little things like, you know, about, I don't know how to explain them. I'll get one for you next week and I'll bring it to you here.
2: Have you any um, travels coming up?
0: Uh, we're halfway through something in Africa, uh, a series in Africa, where we were through Sudan and Ethiopia and Kenya. And we came back, I went away on the first week in February, we came back on the 12th of March. It was so funny. So like, that's fi- five weeks on the
2: road. Five weeks, yeah. Normally we do about 12 weeks a year on the road for the last four four years solid on this one, yeah. And did you find yourself settling in Africa? Like, did you, like, after a week in the rhythm of the continent, like a year?
0: Yeah. Uh, it takes about, I mean,
2: is it, is it slower? If you think it about faster? It,
0: if you think about it, me, Roscoe and Evan flew on the 6th of February uh, Dublin, Istanbul. And then we got on another Turkish flight, Istanbul, Khartoum. I mean, every every image in your head of this Ara- Arabic, Sahar, Sub-Saharan, Sudan, Muslim country. This is a massive country, one of the biggest countries in Africa. And we were flying into Khartoum. This is like all the images, you see, of Hezbollah and ISIS and Syria. Think of all those dilapidated mm-hmm. buildings, This this old Muslim structure. It's where the White Nile meets the Blue Nile. It is where the land and creation. The Sudanese believe they're the first people of Africa as well and and then the Egyptians stole their ideas for pyramids. They had pyramids before them but when we got there we were in customs for about five hours. They were checking the serial numbers of cameras you know, military equipment and everything. Some people were wearing masks. Others weren't. There were pieces of paper from the government and checking cameras going this, what is this for? You know, I was just mad. We finally got out of the And air. was there a, a
2: a level of uh? Uh, hostility off them or were they just curious? Curious a little bit of hostility foreign news crew
0: coming in to journalists what are you doing here and with all these papers and we have all these journalist visas finally we get out of the airport we say we land there at 10 o'clock at night we get out of the airport at 3 o'clock in the morning with all our gear like we've loads of flight cases and loads of equipment and, and we have to get that then and meet a driver for the first time and then we all bus throw it all into a van and then he takes us down side streets and, and we're, it's all darkness and what's it like yeah, in the, and, and the African night And, and it's, it's, it, it, there, there's sounds it's the heat it's that you know the crickets the crickets yeah. and then
3: but do you go to a hotel no or? we
0: went to a place called the Metropole uh, and and uh, It's a Greek guy who's been living in Sudan for 30 or 40 years. He has this sort of B&B hotel place right in the heart of Khartoum. And then you get into your room and there's a big uh, Um. air-conditioned fan over it and it's Pretty basic and there's a sort of, a, it's basic stuff. The bed is clean. You try and sleep the first night. You awake then the next morning with the sounds of the city. You don't know where you are. And I opened the shutters and walked out on the on the sort of small little balcony and it was like looking down at a bustling Muslim street. And next minute at 12 o'clock you hear,
2: Allah!
0: coming out of loudspeakers and Roscoe then wakes up and we're outside looking around, the sun is blinding, it's 32 degrees and everyone is, we're in a Muslim world and we're like, wow. And then, cut eight days later when we're leaving, we're almost like the feeling of, we're we're leaving this great country, these great people because all my Mm -hmm. stereotypes and all the images that I'm giving in my head are gone because we had an absolutely amazing time in Sudan in a country where you might be afraid that they're all they all look like the way they do and what we perceive people to be. Yeah, a lot of people they. think of terrorism when they see these types. Sudanese, Muslim and, and this, this world they live in. What mighty, great, ancient people. A country that had just overthrown uh, Bashir after 30 years of dictatorship. Seven million people camped outside the palace last year for 52 days to overthrow the dictator. Hundreds were killed and uh, they finally got peace and it's a new world in Sudan. And uh, for us to make a show there... That's the rewarding part and to make such good friends with the driver mm. that at the end of the this eight days with our driver, the guy who picked us up at that airport and we were all, well, I wonder what this is going to be like eight days later. I know about his family. Does I'm he still, speak English? Yeah, or? a little bit of English. Yeah. I follow him on WhatsApp. You know, we we were swapping photos. We were giving him a big hug and he was our friend and our ally and our our connection with there and a, a great girl called Naba. Uh, who brought us into her family and brought us to a mosque and introduced her to her uncle who's a sheikh and who's a very powerful man and in the area and all the church and uh, it was just an amazing eight days so look at that I'm very lucky that I can do these type of things and it's mad it is
2: mad And tell me, did you ever get to a place like that and feel incredibly lonely or, or feel as if you were in the wrong part of the world at the wrong time and you should be at home going to training and missing the kids and the wife and missing the oh listen the Galway the, culture when they were all babies and we
0: used to head off for three months at a time when they were small because we've been doing this show for 21 years yeah. the travel show. It was easy when there were babies, and when the, before there were babies. But now I have Shane, the fourteen-year-old, going, "Dad, I'll come with you. Can I not come with you?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, come. Why are you coming to Siberia, Mongolia? Like it's not. It's not as if you're staying down by the pool for six or seven hours. It's pretty rough and rotten. Like Africa is a difficult country. If you want to do Africa properly, you have to be prepared to get into a highest and drive along shit dirt roads for nine hours. And it's everything you think it is. But it's so rewarding when you meet the people and." I firmly believe, and I've met loads of people, Tommy, I'm a, I am I love people, and I, I think that this world we have, this planet we have, the people are what make it, and language makes it, and customs and cultures, and, 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 and everything that, everything I feel when I go into a new country, I'm just so lucky that I've met some great people, and at the back of it all, people are people, and they're fucking great when you meet them, no matter where they are, what colour of the world they are, what religion they have. There's some really, really good people around the world, and and then we should never underestimate that that that's it. You know, this planet we're living on, it's people that make it, and Mother Nature and people
2: are the most important things on this planet. Tell us, was there ever a time where you felt <coughs> under threat? Mm. And you said, "I got to get out of here. I'm in danger." Um, I, were you was, in prison in Mexico or something? Was that well, no? That was a high security prison in
0: in, in Bolivia.
2: Yeah. Uh, was there anywhere uh, where, where you felt? Uh, No, the only place
0: I really ever, in over nearly 100 countries that we've been to, the only place I felt I didn't like the vibe was years ago, about 10 years ago or more, we were in Mexico City. Mexico City is now the most populated city in the world. I think it's bigger than Bombay and there's 34 or 38 or 40 million people in Mexico. Everyone goes to Mexico to try and seek their fame and fortune. It's the level of poverty and just explosion of people. It's just not able to deal with... Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of New York, was sent down to, after that, zero tolerance when he was putting mm-hmm. up with no shit in New York. He was sent down to try and get law and order into Mexico, into the city. But, excuse me, we were staying on an area called the Zocalo, which is like Bay, in Tiananmen Square. It's like Air Square in Galway. And we were staying in a lovely five-star old Mexican Beautiful, 400-year-old hotel. Opened my shutters out onto the main plaza. I could the birds singing, the flowers on my balcony. Old world type marble. It was beautiful, old Mexican world. But when I went out on the street and I walked across the road to get money out of the bank machine, every night a family would move in there just to sleep. The most beautiful children you've ever seen in the world. A a, a simple farm, a simple country farm man and woman and they're because I, I speak lucky enough to speak Spanish I asked them where they're from and they said they'd moved to the city and every night that's where they slept and like I'm trying to step over the children to take out some money to go to dinner and I'm there going this is not right so I didn't like that vibe there at all but then when we went out on the main street all the time in Mexico people were t- t- oye gringo que haces aquí que haces americano what are you doing here, American? What are you doing here, gringo? Hey, there's a key, hey. There's just a vibe in Mexico where they just don't trust the white man.
3: And would you travel alone then?
0: I just didn't like the the vibe in Mexico.
3: Uh, No,
0: Mexico's dodgy. This Mexico City is a dodgy city. We didn't feel... Roscoe, when he holds up the camera, can have almost six cents around him when he's feeling the vibe. And we didn't like the vibes of people watching us in Mexico City. But when we went out around the countryside of Mexico, it was brilliant. But that was just...
2: Was there any awareness... Uh, when they called you an American, and you said, "Actually, I'm Irish." Does oh, I turned around to go. Oh you're
0: irlandés, me. ¿Qué quieres? I, I turned around to my little. What the fuck are you on about, man? I'm Irish. Will you go way out of that? And do they have Almost any concept of Irishness? N- no, but they said after a while they go, "Hey, where, where, where do you speak Spanish like that?" And then oh, all yeah. of a sudden, language breaks down the barrier straight away. Where they have grown up with that, like Honduras, like Nicaragua like all those countries have grown up with this animosity in a way, of a way that America has meddled in all of those places. It stuck its big, paws and foot into all of Central America and fucked it all up. That they're just, that, that whole thing and now you see it, now it's been glamorised and narcos and everything and the way, you know, Mexico and the cartels and all this. Mexico's really, really fucked up did at the j- moment.
3: Did you ever get attacked anywhere
0: along the way? No, we were very lucky, touch wood. As I say, some of these people say to me, where's the, most ex- where's the most where's the most dangerous place you've ever been? Mm. And I'd say chum <laughs>
2: Outside the chipper at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, Beautiful stories, Hector. Yeah, but
0: that's you uh, know that's where we are at the moment. Uh, it's at A to Z of Africa. We've done Sudan. We've done Ethiopia. I'll leave you with this in Sudan just outside Khartoum is the biggest camel market in the world and like I'd be there going Evan my producer go look what we have now and now I've I found a guy who sells camels and I'd be going yes because it's no more than selling cattle above the mart mm. or whatever farming so I said we're going to the biggest camel market in Africa We drove out about 20 miles outside Khartoum and in the distance then you know you can see the heat ripples and then I can see camels and then I look to the left and there's camels and Ross goes in the front go boys look at this there's camels fucking everywhere because there's a cameraman this is a cameraman's dream Yes, this is a cameraman's dream (laughs) and then Ross goes get out the sticks quick which means get the tripod out of the boot and get shooting he's there going and then we let him off because I know he's getting camels coming here next minute there's these big Uh, telescopic yokes you know the telescopic things they use those things they use on building sites that go and the thing goes up 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 up, like a teleporter like a teleporter next mate you see them going down and picking up the pick, they're picking up the camels In a special thing And they're going do, 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 And the camel what? is about 40 foot in the air And he's going back Into a truck And they're leaving him down next minute He's coming down And the lads are going over To another camel Putting this undercarriage Under the camel Putting this, the ropes On the side of him Going by Which means Let her go there Johnny let her go And next minute The teleporters Lifting another camel up oh, Next minute really? The five big camels Above in the lorry Are looking out like this Going where are we going They're off to Abu Dhabi They've been sold to Abu Dhabi Or Bahrain or somewhere and there's camels everywhere. And then I said, this is paradise. So then we were like, oh, can we speak to one of these guys next minute? I'm in the middle of all these boys and all their, all their Arabic gear and their, all the Muslim, the turbans, the headbands, and they're all, they're farmers, they're camel farmers. I'm in the middle of them with my interpreter and I'm going, can you ask him how many camels he's selling today and where he's from and he goes, Hector, this man has walked his camels 16 days and 16 nights to get here from this city in the east. I'm going, unbelievable and what's he hoping to get? Oh, he's hoping to get about $2,500 per camel and I start going, Oh no! Sorry, uh, I don't know what price it was thousands of dollars. And I say, "How many sell that?" He'll sell them all today. And next me, he's gone over, and I can see them slapping hands and interchanging, and wads of cash moving. And then they're done. And he's happy. He comes back over to me. He goes after selling his old stock. And th- the maddest thing and ever was to see them going up on the teleport. And
3: do, can you milk a camel? Yeah, you can. Camel milk is lovely. You could milk a dog
0: if you were determined. But again, those <laughs> stories to be in a place <laughs> to
2: be in a place like that
0: is just. Uh, uh, Amazing.
2: And what do they use? Uh, the fellow who's buying the camel. Why is he going to use the camel for? Yeah. They could be
0: racing, or they could be used as uh, Pretend cows. Ca- camel meat and camel milk. Burgers. Camel meat, camel milk, and camel racing. But the the market all over the Arab Emirates, all over Dubai, all over Bahrain, all over Abu Dhabi, all over Saudi Arabia love their camels.
2: Sudan. They hate their women, but they love their camels. <laughs>
0: Sudan is uh, just outside Khartoum is the biggest camel market in the world. And there was the Irish boy in the middle of it all. Love it.
3: Did you get up on one? I'll sell it on the one now. Sell on them There's
0: a lovely camel here born in the spring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two homes. Tell us about the, uh, when you arrive home, right, and uh, would the kids or your missus ever just kind of gather at your feet at the fire and say, Dad tell us a story from somewhere around the world.
0: <sighs> like, would it be like... No, my missus is very funny now when I come home because for years we were going to Asia and places and I'd buy every bit of indigenous jewellery oh, and special wooden clogs from Colombia maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and it, when, you're, when you're away like that, everything sounds so cool. man goes... This is made from the bottom of a wooden coffee tree here in Honduras. And this is a clogs. These are sandals we've made. And to us, we're like, oh, they're class. They're brilliant. And we bargain them down from about $4 down to 50 cents. <laughs> buy three pairs of them. Roscoe, will you get one for your missus? Yeah, Evan, one for your missus. Yeah, Give us three pairs of those. Oh, that jewellery. Oh, yeah, these oh, ju- these are made from special stones. In the uh, Oh, yeah, we'll take three of those as well. I used to come home with bags of stuff, and she'd be like, in the beginning, the novelty was there. Now, she says, if you ever come home with fucking shite, shite from abroad. So now what we do is I just go, Roger like? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Heathrow. What do you want? Fuck Joe Malone. No, no, no. New Calvin Klein. Yeah, okay. And then have the other two lads going, How are you? Where are you? Not, How was the trip? Where are you? I'm in Heathrow. What do you
2: want? Yes, another bottle of Millionaire. That's an aftershave, isn't That's it? That's an aftershave. But in, in terms of this, would the, would the lads be curious for stories? Not in the million years, because
0: at 14 and 16, it's Snapchat and Fortnite. They yeah. couldn't give a shit if their dad was after. Them. Do you know?
2: Is I, your dad in Africa? <laughs> don't give a fuck. I'm outside centre. <laughs>
0: That's
2: classic, yeah. I, we have two dogs and uh, I was up for taking the dogs for a walk. I don't like taking the dogs for a walk when I have to have them on a lead because I like to go to a field where you can, or the bog road or a forest where you take the dog off the lead and he just runs off and does his own thing and I'm not pulling them out of bushes or I'm not stopping him sniffing or spraying he can do his own thing we'll just walk together but not tied together through the forest and I I find taking a dog on a lead stressful it's not good for me it's not good for the dog neither of us are happy but the dog needed a walk so I had to take him for a walk up the road the other day and my wife says to me as I was leaving the house take this and it was a little pouch with a plastic bag in it for me to pick up dog shit if the dog shat. And I refused. And I think it's... I, I think it's one of the signifiers of the corruption of humankind that we are now walking behind dogs picking up their shit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't well, you think that just the most... Mm-hmm. I, it, it, that you know what I mean? We used to be nomadic people, following reindeers, hunting elephants, and now we're walking after labradoodles picking up their shit. They're laughing at you. Their dog is laughing at you. here Tom, look. I'm, I don't know. They me shit. I know it's only a fart. It's only a fart. Stay handy, Tom. Stay handy. I'm gonna walk up here. here, Tom. Tom, come here, come here. Come here. You wouldn't do the favour, will you? You wipe me whole, will you? I'm just, I'm just taking the dump here. Up, look. at Pick like, up me shit, you
0: fool! Yeah. You think this are a sh- fool? Yeah.
2: Exactly. you're a fool. And any time, <laughs> a, any time I see somebody picking up dog shit, <laughs> I make a point of going over to them <laughs> and telling them that the dog's <laughs> laughing at you. You're a fool.
3: <laughs> well, it, I, isn't it the most awful thing to see? Well, I used to live in an apartment in Balna, and there used to be a dog that would come and like he'd do his shit outside my door. So, you know, because he liked you. Yeah, but well, that's that's why didn't a, someone? That's in an urban area. Why didn't his I, manager take up area, that shit in
0: an urban area? In an urban area, we need to keep it clean. I'm not look dads, out in the countryside.
2: I'm not saying that when a dog shits on a pavement, yes, you shouldn't clean oh it up. Yeah, just what in I'm the wild? I'm, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, there's something fundamentally wrong with the culture that would lead to that situation.
3: Now, <laughs> I was picking right, it up.
2: Right, if you're you're half reared on a farm, aren't you?
3: Yeah, fully now, reared. Yeah, fully, well. At, a, at any stage
2: during your upbringing, did you ever see father, mother, brother or sister, uncle, aunt or neighbour picking up shit after a dog? No. Ever? No. Or where did the dog shit? Everywhere. Right. Well, not, not, every, not in the house like. No.
3: <laughs> no, but I mean outside. Outside. And...
2: Because humankind and animal kind. We're living in a kind of sympathy with one another. You knew that the dog, wherever the dog shat, it was going to be okay because you lived in an open space. Yes. Right? So that's the way it should be. No one ever, like, to me, it's like if people kept pet cows and took a cow for a walk in the prom and he does a big cow pat and a, uh, the ridiculousness of seeing somebody try and scoop that up would be obvious to everybody. Either the cow or the prom is in the wrong place. Yes,
3: yes, yes.
2: And I'm just saying to you, we've become used to seeing people picking up, the dogs are laughing at us, used to seeing people pick up dog shit. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying it's as abhorrent to me as seeing somebody cleaning up after a cow. It's a signifier that things have gone off the fucking rails entirely. Did the dog have a shite up the road? No, he didn't. I didn't, wouldn't let him. It didn't slow down from. You, you
0: told him not to, did you?
2: I, we didn't. Don't. We didn't drop pace. He tried to squat, and I said, "No, out." I just. I was I I I picked up. I had to run for the whole three and a half miles. <laughs> <laughs> not here, please. A little one. No, keep moving.
3: Did you have him on the leads? Yeah Oh yeah.
2: See but I, I, just, I, to me, they're kind of signifiers I that things I, aren't uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a dog, Hector.
0: I do. Yeah. No, I'm on about. I love the way the dogs weed their territory. I, I really do, I really do appreciate how they mark there. And I love that. And I love when a, new, a different car comes into the house. The first thing the dog will do is he'll go out and he'll say, <laughs> County Clare. <Garage>. Just outside <laughs> Ennis. Six people in the house. He knows everything from the smell of the tyres of a car. Isn't that magnificent? He knows everything A he dog can eat. smell six miles away. We can't even smell what's on in the kitchen.
3: We can smell them.
2: A dog can no. A dog the powers of a dog, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, a dog can you're right about the car and but he's no way of communicating that information. That's the downfall of <laughs> I, dogs no, but, uh, uh, do I know but I did mean? I tell you that? Do you know what I mean? It's like a dog a dog can smell a car. You do, do know it. from his eyes, Tommy. When I say to him, Th- that's I, the only way of communicating. That's like one of them fellows has a bad accident and then he has to look at different letters on the <laughs> keyboard do you know in, what in order to communicate with you. Do you know what I mean? The dog is trapped inside. The dog, like no, I believe the dog it. knows stuff, believe, but he has no way of telling you yeah, what. He knows. I
0: believe it's his eyes. If you look closely, and what I urge people to do is, any dog people there, have you a dog? Yeah. What is what make is he?
3: I don't know. He's sort of a collie, sort of a thing. Now, and okay. and, and, and do you live at the country? Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. And have you ever? So, does do, do you ever pick up your dog dog shit? No, because He's there's only. No What's his
3: name? Yeah. Uh, Sally. It's a girl.
2: She's a girl. She's a half collie, is she?
0: Yeah. And she's a more of a farm dog.
3: Ah, I suppose. Yeah. And is she old? No, she's young. Would you um, walk her? Mm, sometimes.
0: Tell me this: Would you get dry? <laughs> There's v- plenty of places for would, her to run around. Would you give her dry food, or would you give her? Yeah, she's not. Her, would you fond feed of her from the, the table?
3: She's not fond of the dry food. My father sort of insists she. Insists she eats it, but he says, Jeez, that dog doesn't have any appetite at all. <laughs> she doesn't like what you're giving her. Yeah, she likes the appetite. Oh, food. Does he if thinks say, no, no, eating. he says if she was a. She if she like, was the right dog, she'd eat anything.
2: Would she have like cocoa pops or
3: something? Yeah, she probably like porridge, like ready breakfast or something
2: with a bit of honey in it and yeah. slices of banana and a, few, a few raspberries a few blueberries Yeah. and for lunch what would she have then oh sh- like a biguette? chicken
3: sandwich <laughs> get, get
0: me a chicken roll from Centra
2: a side salad and
0: a couple All right, of crisps well, I
3: wouldn't take too much to do with her She's, uh, up I've never, I, w- I don't have a dog personally myself it's up at home we've always had a dog in our house I'd
0: never give wet food to my dog my dog eats dry nuts from the day he was born
3: What kind of a dog is he oh he's a
0: Jack Russell he's a beast of a lad the muslim.
3: But it's all for boring it must be for a dog. No I keep him
0: hungry till six in the evening and I go are you
3: hungry? And he goes
0: I nobody eyes of him. Yeah. And he comes in I give him lovely And the fact g- that he's emaciated. A, lo- a lovely cold <laughs> no water. No dog food? He gets his food at six in the evening. But no, like only a small little dog shouldn't feed overfeed them The more than feeding goldfish and that's the problem people have a tank of goldfish. <laughs> so many goldfish die in this country every year by tanks coming into the house and lovely this and they don't even have a filter in them and they get that lovely Flakes And they go sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle Should The goldfish is there going This is unbelievable Goldfish is elite And eat and eat and I, eat
3: I had a goldfish They'll one.
0: shit in the water There's no filter It it poisons the water Goldfish gone
3: you don't they, feed a
0: goldfish shit. once a day Tommy One flake One flake a day He'll, he'll yeah. come up And he'll peck at that And he's down again But tell me you don't, you don't feed the dog in the morning No I don't think he's hungry in the morning He's got a good You don't think he's hungry you don't think the dog <laughs> I is don't hungry. Think he's hungry I bet he goes
2: He's a, a small dog Tommy And you look he, in his eyes And you go
0: he's not hungry No but I think I know but he gets his treats Now he does get these treats They're called dentist sticks There's the, oh, the dentist, Dental sticks You know yeah. the dental sticks And he yeah. puts them between His two paws like that And he's out and he, I, I give him one or two of them a day He's a good lad He gets a treat during the it's day He's a good lad put them up there Between his thing And he chomps down On the dentist sticks He does like them And then at six He'll have his good food He'll have his good meal He'll have a square meal About six o'clock He's happy <laughs> And my favourite but just time. just
3: dried nuts. You don't give him dog food. No, I like buy dog.
0: quality quality dried nuts now. I'd buy from a major Is agricultural he, supplier. Does he get
3: constipated with that stuff?
0: No, he's pretty regular. He did have a, a season or two where he ate grass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bad job. And then they I, I swear it to God, he'd be up the garden and he'd be there. He you the it garden. was a calf?
0: I'm next <laughs> He'd be throw, he'd of course, be sp- yeah, yeah. But
2: that, you have to be diligent. In, and kinda, you know that even though the dog was eating grass, he wasn't hungry. No. He wasn't hungry. Need, oh, he's I licking need. the sides of cars driven up from County Clare, but he's not
3: hungry. I bet he goes no, over no, to the neighbour's house and eats their
0: dog food. I, I, my dog is an interesting, he's an interesting Jack Russell. When we put out the washing and when it's a lovely day of drying and the quilts are out and the pillowcases and the sheets... And about 900 tracksuit bottoms from the boys, 75 Hugo Boss boxer shorts, 400, and then my, one pair of boxer of shorts for dad, yeah. a bra, and about 10 knickers for my wife. Yeah. I have one t-shirt on the line, right? The dad, because nobody washes father's clothes anymore. It's just
2: 900 jerseys. 900. Did you ever think of using one of the wife's tongs as a face mask? <laughs> And then, do you know what I mean? Like for this, we, we the
3: should st- try one out. We'll yeah. <laughs> do you
2: know what I mean? Put the stringy bits around back, in the back of your head. Yeah, they could work, but uh, <laughs> a, a lot of them, a lot of the the fronts in a tongue would be breathable. Tong, ta,
0: tong, ta. But uh, my dog, when when I don't know what it is, and I think he's really smart. And this is go back to what you're saying, Rocco will go up there. He'll be at the line. He'll see me at the line. And it's a lovely day drying, and the sun and the wind and the waft of Lenore off the quilt covers
3: oh I'm more comfort now I wouldn't like the Lenore
0: and, and the sheets and then I'll come back in and I'll look up the garden and I'll see him and he'll be stretched out underneath the sheets He's just loving it. I think he loves the smell of the line and the drying and that. He's his favourite place in the garden. Yeah, either that or he's just pure exhausted from not getting fed. <laughs> not fed. And,
3: and the, final, <laughs> thing is, the, the, the final
0: thing I'll say about
3: me dog is getting some oxygen. The
0: final thing I'll say about the Jack Russell, and this is to the Jack Russell lovers, and there are tens of thousands of Jack Russell lovers and, and millions all over the world, by the way. Um I am happiest when I come in after having a couple of drinks.
2: Oh yeah, I'll have a chat with
0: the dog. I'm Anisha's cafe. No, I love it. Say we're after getting the taxi back out from about 20 minutes out of the city, and it'll be a little bit bursty, bursty for a wee after being out in the town. Right. And I love going in and saying to Roggo, bye bye, come on, come on, we'll have me do a wee wee. And I'll go up the garden, and it'll be a lovely moonlit night. <laughs> and what I'll, the say, I'll say, I'll say to him, we'll me do a wee wee together. And he'll just look at me, and again, I know he's talking to me, and I'll just find a nice patch and it'll be <laughs> spray and I'll get that puddle sound you know yes, gushing the gushing yes, and yes. Rocco then will come up beside me right beside me and say do your wee wee for daddy and he lift the, the leg he lift the leg and the two of us will wee into the same <laughs> and, and, he, and I'll go isn't this beautiful mm, out in the air the two lads the two boys and then I'll go come on and he'll scamper her back in and then I'll give him another little treat and I'll say "Good night, Rocco
1: Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
3: So I need a little bit of help. I was watching something on the television the other night and it was about a pescatarian. No?
2: They only eat fish, is it?
3: Yes, well that's what I thought, but it was a religion.
2: Oh, the Episcopalians.
3: Yes, we yeah. were watching it, was about Episcopalians and I said, oh, aren't they the people that only eat fish?
2: Yeah. No. No it's not, though. No, they're they're um I don't know the uh I don't know Lorita.
3: You don't know what they
2: eat. No, they're they're a ba- they're they a Protestant kind of um there's loads of different Protestant churches uh and up north as mm. well. It's funny. You can start your own church. Yeah. You know, you, you it's kinda of like um
3: a Baptist church, a new Baptist church. A-
2: yeah, but you can you can be a member of you could be in an, an Episcopalian or whatever it is. Um, And you can start your own church. It's not like Catholicism where the the parish a Barn and the parish of Ferbo. And you get each parish has a priest. In in North and in the the Protestant ones, you could say, okay, well, I've got a degree in divinity or, you know, uh, and I want to start a church. And you get a building and you would turn it into a church and you would have you would start preaching.
3: Ian Every Paisley, Sunday. Ian Paisley created his own church. Totally,
2: but um mm. you know, you'd the fellas doing it and there wouldn't be more than three or four people turning up and then they get uh they get hired, then if there's no one going to your church, you can become a, a kind of a, a a tramp and go to another preacher. One. And you could kind of you could be paid I I'm, I'm talking this week in North Antrim, and I'm talking next week in South Antrim, and mm. I'm talking back to North Antrim, and then I'm off to Down and you know what I mean? So yeah, and yeah. they but they earn money that way. So, um, it's a whole other different way of doing it, you
0: know. It's a
3: real American thing, isn't it? There's a well, lot it's the,
2: it's the other way around. The American thing is a Northern Irish thing.
0: This Protestantism is the root of so many splinters. There's there's so many No,
2: what I was going to say was that that the 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 way the reason it is the way it is in America is from is from Scotland,
3: really, and, and, yeah. Pro-
2: and Protestants and the, from the Protestants.
3: Protestants. Yeah. Ah.
2: I think it was a boat. Those bo-
0: the was Protestants,
3: a- a Protestants s- splintered away from the Catholic Church in it initially, didn't yes. they? Yes,
2: yeah. And there was a boat of, and maybe they were right too because they they were not what they were. One of the they
3: wanted to get married, didn't they?
2: No, no. no well, that was part of. It, but the part of it was that they they thought the Catholicism had become too corrupt with imagery, and floweriness, and statues. And, the Protestants said, no, oh, we're going to cut that back. Uh, Jesus said, have no, what do he say? He, he don't make an image of God or something like that. So I think they call it idolatry. And and the Protestants were, so if you go into a Protestant church now, like Catholic churches, are, to me, the Catholics are like the Hindus, right? They're mad. Hindus are mad into colours and elephants and flowers and all types of gods and ceremonies and the Catholics are like that all different the communion, confirmation the F- Palm Sunday yeah. good yeah, Friday yeah. all the other type of stuff but the Protestants are like strict Muslims it's like cut right back to the purity of the thing cut right back there'd be no like if you go into a Protestant church there's, there's fuck all in it like some but of them don't let yeah, the statues in some
0: of them don't want singing the some bare
2: of bones at the church mm. Nothing, nothing on the walls, but, and
0: the, and the, you can have, uh, you you can have a uh, Baptist, you can have uh, Lutheran, you can have, you can have millions, and that's why. Uh, you say, Tommy, there is so many of them, especially down south in America. You could have a, a, a rural part of Alabama where there could be seven different Protestant churches, all with different names on them, doing different things in there, and it was all because of how Protestantism.
2: Came from Europe and Scotland.
0: On a boat. A load of Protestant Protestant Tell me,
3: would you like, you'd be a good preacher now. Uh, What
2: would your church be, Tommy? My church would be the church. You create your own one now. Would you be in a community centre or prefab? It would be the church of the risen fool. (sighs) Right. That would be my church.
3: And what would your, what would the nature of your preaching be? Would you allow I said,
2: my nature of my preaching would be if it's not funny, it's not right. Would you allow statues? I'd insist on them. Would you allow singing? Oh, uh, I'd have. I'd. What I would like to do is, I'd like to be like the American guys who are on the stage and they've a choir, a yeah, beautiful yeah. women behind them, and they're like, and they're clapping and swinging, and there's a fella on the harmonium, and there's women standing up and they're shaking, there's snakes falling out of people's trousers, there's <laughs> there's elephants banging on the door to get <laughs> Elephant jazz musicians. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, preaching would be um uh You'd love the, that. The funny text is right back to Andy Farrell in Mass in Navan, Yeah, and he was the first preacher I ever came across and my instinct was to contradict him.
3: But you know you know, you can like you could be very you, you, people are vulnerable to preachers, you know, I think. But you're who people are looking for something, they go to these people, you can manipulate people very easy in these in, in places like this. Like you could create a church now, right? And you could you see well, this an American in America? documentary make, you're watching? They
2: yeah,
0: they millionaires, millionaires. millions, you ever millions, millions.
3: Would
2: you ever go to the uh, religious section of your Skybox? Oh. No. Oh, you should try it and just scroll down through God TV, Faith TV, and you. Now, some of the, the Africans are great, <laughs> right? The Africans. I tell the Lord Jesus <laughs> came me, and He said, "I will not." I will say, and my brother said to him. You do not go there because the Lord Jesus Christ gotta say a soul <laughs> And it's awful crack and they're yeah. sincere. And then you turn on the American ones and there's little, this little
3: sleeveen of a fellow with the That's bo- what I'm talking about, with, those with, boys with the, co- with the
2: comb over and the snaky mustache going across the, the, Lord. the top. Lord And he's there he, uh, and he's holding up a dishcloth with a picture of Jerusalem on it and he's gone I only have three hundred of these left. <laughs> Specially made tea towels with a picture of Jerusalem and if you send, click the button right now if you send me it's only $300 <laughs> and then in the front row who's in the front row <laughs> no no these are these these are people in a in a studio this is in a, QVC stu- in a studio you know and what they do is a you can. Um, they're all very pro-Israel as well, you know. So they they can go, you know, because um, Israel is the Holy Land, you know. So there's kind of there's a connection there between evangelicals and the Israeli state as well, which is kind of it's an odd mix. But you you don't get a good feeling coming off it. Mm. Now you get very sincere, brilliant Christians. Every now and again, on them, there's a great guy called um, uh, 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 T.D. Jakes. And he has a show called The Potter's Wheel. Right. And he's, he's a fantastic preacher. He's a black guy and he's just... He gives people advice. Uh, I was talking to my wife and I said, Woman, you are crazy! Woman, you crazy! And, and then he goes, yeah, And the problem is, I'm crazy too! But my crazy can't fix your crazy. You gotta <laughs> fix your crazy yourself. <laughs> People are standing up and they go, Woo, That's right, woman. Take care of your crazy. I got no problem
1: take care of my crazy. You got to take care of your crazy. I can't fix you. I can't. I'm crazy myself. Tell me, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs>
3: See I like them, cause oh, I like them. Ah, That's good
2: His name is T.D. Jakes Oh man we'll have to follow
3: I'm
0: him
2: On the, the Potter's wheel
3: T.D. Jakes he's, Yeah,
2: he's, yeah. Fun, he's fantastic But he's sincere And he's speaking
0: the speaking what the, he's, he's talking to them Like they want That's the way they want But, but they have we them.
3: all become Very vulnerable As like a societies Like we You'd believe anything now We don't think for our, We're not very like, Independent <sighs> thinkers anymore we, we just follow the like In what if, sense if, now If the three of us Set up a, a Religious channel Not a religious channel But if we wanted to sell Well stuff, we're we setting wanted.
2: up A podcast
3: <laughs> anyway <laughs> But if we wanted to Like it's No it's not it's, vulnerability it's, I don't think you. Is it? People just
2: I, th- I think Irish people Would be very slow to that I think, I think
3: we would be too yeah. But Irish people But I Americans think, They would like Oh
2: yeah
3: I mean soft The stuff I mean, yeah,
0: that, yeah yeah yeah
3: like if we went over there and we, decided, the big boys, we the big on.
0: pastors, like these churches, some of the big churches in the south, especially, you could fit ten thousand, five thousand in. These are big. But they're money making. You know, they're
3: not uh, preaching. Uh, they're uh, not a a religious. One horse
2: town. I was in uh, Houston in Texas doing some stand up comedy. It could have been the year of two thousand and four. The winter two thousand and five. And I went to Joel Osteen. Oh yeah, the he's now he's now, Joel. He, is, he would be the. Michael Jordan of God. The Wayne
0: Rooney of it,
2: yeah. <laughs> he's on, he's God, on a lot right. of money. He's a um, so what they did was... So he, he's a preacher. Yeah, yeah, and he set up his own church or he took over his father's church or something like that. And they're so successful that they bought the stadium where the Houston Rockets used to play oh. basketball. They have services, I think, four or five times a week. And on a Sunday or a Saturday night you could have 25, 40,000 people... Stop. ...at it. In it. So I went down and we were... I Eight o'clock mass on a Sunday, Saturday night. I mean, phenomenal. And he's... There's a, we went to the mass and there's a... Um, we didn't even call it a mass. It's kind of like just a ceremony of some sort. There's a <laughs> waterfall. Do they have baskets? On, <laughs> no, no. They hand baskets? Do the collection?
0: Do the With collection? the two fish and the, the yeah, five sure, loaves. The boy is thinking they're doing a great. Yeah. yeah.
2: They have a waterfall on stage... They have like this beautiful band and you know, long haired guy playing guitar and all this type of stuff. And I was there watching it. And what struck me about it was it's very sincere, and these people have good intentions. And they're holding up the Bible at the very beginning. They say, I swear by this book, I will do my best for myself, I will do the best for my family, I will do the best for my community. I want to be a loving servant of God. And it's real sincere, like it's real Mm. hard stuff. But what struck me was we asked p- for permission to film and we'd asked for permission to meet Joel afterwards. And they said, yeah, sure, no problem. And I guess they did it because they had hoped, they had heard we were from Ireland and stuff like that. And they had hoped to come over to Ireland, maybe set up a branch of the church mm. over here. So that's why they agreed to the filming. But what struck me about it was, to me, Jesus was all about the strays. Do you know what I mean? That no matter how odd or weird you were, that there was room for you in yeah. his in his mm. church. Like if you think of how he the different people he hung around with, like you know, all broken people, all kind of people who didn't fit in, and he's telling people, Jesus is telling people, uh, don't let society decide your values. You know, you got to mm-hmm. think uh, kind of beyond your societal norms. So he's hanging out with tax collectors and prostitutes and drunkards and he's you know he's, he Jesus the, Peter was the first Pope wasn't he mm. and Peter was the fellow who denied Christ three times before the cock crowed like, so he's he, he's picking people who are vulnerable and have weaknesses and he says these are the people a well, smart move but he's going these are the people that are kind of the foundation of my church it's not the strong it's not the amazing it's the weak and the vulnerable mm. so I'm there in this church And uh, there's a black kid there and he has autism and he's walking up and down the aisle, you know, and he's shouting at people and he's waving his hands up in the air. And the guy who was acting as the go-between between between myself and Joel didn't want him filmed and pushed him to the side because he wasn't giving out the proper image Mm. of the church. Yeah. You know, mm. and that's what struck me. That, that, you know, that said, okay, well, this, this mar- really isn't
0: marketing mark- behind it all. Well, this isn't Bigger. about the strays. No. This is about No, but you something. went right into the big boy. He is the yeah. big boy over there. Mm. It's mad, isn't it?
2: So, yeah, there you yeah. go.
0: I was down with the relations there in Clare two Sundays ago.
2: And it was a lovely day. East Clare now, or West Clare? Oh, in the heart of the middle of Clare, middle Clare, Crushing. Oh yeah, different different temperaments in different Mm. parts of County Clare. uh, Like West Clare, kind of glamorous. West Clare
0: vibey, Willie Clancy, surfing, yeah, Yeah. hippie-ish, hippies in vans, bikes, smell of patchouli oil. Yes, East Clare. East Clare, harsh. At this. war with Tip all yeah, the time. Just farming and hard land. land. That's my turf land there. Yeah, East is nothing, bit of water. Where Martin Hayes, in fairness, comes from. Portumna, uh, wild open land. Portumna's Galway. Yeah. Yeah, but down the far Berlin. side of Portumna, be Clare. Yeah, but
2: yeah. Scaraf, Tulla.
0: Scaraf, Tulla, Currafin. Those places. Currafin is Galway. Currafin and Clare. <laughs> Currafin is Clare. There's two Currafin. Um, There's seven Currafin's in the country. Um, yeah, this is Crouchine They hadn't won a senior Hurling title about, Until about nine years Eddie ago. Lenehan country Oh
2: yeah So oh. this is Christine Is the middle Clare Yeah it's And di- what's, what's the vibe I'll In exa- Clare
0: I'll tell you the vibe of it <clears throat> You come off You go on the motorway Past Gort yeah. For about 11 miles yeah. The Burns straddles you To the right Good. And to the left As you know You're coming to Crusheen <clears throat> You look to the left Just before the flyover For Crusheen and, and they get off
2: the road there is a little mound with about 60 toy geese on it. That's right. And a lot, a lot of our listeners would know that in the same way they'd know the strange kind of druids outside Tullamore that are made of stainless oh, steel. We all
4: know that. Or the, just elk on the left
2: on the outskirts of Cork. Yes, just on the left is about a 40 or 50 toy geese,
0: and your man has flags and everything. It's a shrine to Crusheen. I, I, I turned off there, went to, the, went to the relations house. It was a Sunday. The boys were down there from the night before. I walked in. The four of them were playing Fortnite. Oh, yeah. The brother-in-law and the sister-in-law were just in, one in the pyjamas. What? What time of the day is this? This is 12 o'clock. It was, a, it was a cocooning session. It was a cocooning. We were allowed visit. So we had a lovely morning and the rashers. Did you get fed? The rashers and the sausages were on and the fried eggs. Then The mid clear fry. And that's good? And oh, wouldn't have much of a reputation soda outside of mid Soda mm. bread. Soda bread. From Homemade. Clare. Homemade. Great
2: pots of tea.
0: My How are you got all the brothers and all come in. I bet a
2: place like that do great tea, but shit coffee. Oh, they would never get coffee.
3: coffee, down Instant coffee. you would never get coffee
2: down there. No, you wouldn't. You'd have to come so to Tommy Tiernan's house for a decent cup of
0: coffee. Four so young lads. Yeah. There was a seven-year-old. There was a nine, There was a five-year-old. There was a nine-year-old. He grew up very fast at five and And I said, to, I said to me brother-in-law no, Timmy, I said, "What are we doing for the day? Will we go to La Hinch?" And he went, "No, I'm not going to La Hinch." I says, "I like that." He said, "Why? It'd be full of fucking tourists, and they'd be fucking." packed up there and I said you're right I'm fed up going to lunch. let's do something different I said is there anywhere we can go for a walk the plaza on the motorway <laughs> for your but lunch he, the toll booth <laughs> he says we'll go up Mullockmore. and I'd never been up Mullockmore. Oh, yeah. so cut a long story short no don't we all went up drag it out we all went up and we had a lovely day in Mullockmore. Uh, now, explain Mullockmore to us. Yeah, Mullock where is, is it? is a, is, the, is, the, is, the, is where they had that. Mullockmore is the side of the Burren, on the left-hand side of the Burren there, uh, over the back of Tubber and Boston, and look up to the mountain. They were going to have the interpretive centre That's there right. about 15, 20 years ago. There was a shenanigans. There was war. There was lads going round, and hoods and turn... and pike Turnman? No, Termites? huds and bonfires and saying, you're not putting any interpretive centre in here. It was like... Klu Klux Klan basically stuff going on you won't put that in here you won't put that interpret Centre in our Mountain which right.
2: is why when you drive up to Mullockmore now now that would be a, a kind of that would be an issue that the Klu Klux Klan wouldn't normally be associated <laughs> with
4: Interpretive, do you know what I mean? Like a guess. lot of
2: them, a lot of the Klu Klux Klan, what we know is is mainly racist, but they also have like a it. faction that is against interpretive
0: sentences.
3: Yes, yeah, I heard about that. All right,
2: they're just they're dead against.
3: Yeah, it. I think they're you get the vibe there. It. There was
0: just when they're set against yeah, they're, something happening in their community.
2: I mean, on with the sheets, the two little eyes cut out. Yeah. they
0: will be no get
3: the fuck up, Ireland. The cones up in their heads.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: It was they were very. Let's just say they were very irate, and uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of people saying. You won't build that You can't park on here this place So I drove up to it now And there's no parking spaces So we walked the mountain And it was lovely And we had a great day and we took photographs And it was a lovely day so my it, in so laws. It, it's a mountain It's a mountain but on the side of the can I ask you a board. question Why yeah. would you
3: need An interpretive centre there Like what did they what Well no it's the more
0: than the Cliffs of Moher After putting in the, the gift shops And diddly and diddly And putting it all In the thing on the left side of the car park
2: Calvary the, the 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 via De La rosa the, the the path of sorrow sure the shops on that like christ sure, carrying I'm the cross up to his, his death and the, the there's
3: the centre anywhere. on it i got <laughs> you can get tens of I, I got i got Europe. the
0: worst case of diarrhea on the great wall of china no, that's because a, that, that as, as a, we drove outside of Beijing big day no more oh we're going to the biggest camera market in Africa it's oh we're African going to the world ones. the wall of China this is great oh the great wall me Ross going to heaven and I'm not joking you when we got there it was like getting out in Bundoran there was about four little chip shops four little burger joints and lads selling sweets and the great wall of China was behind them I was completely let down so anyway 11 o'clock in the morning and you got diary we were hungry I says we'll have a burger well I'm not joking you about 11 o'clock that night the bubbles and the gurgling started in my stomach. Oh, Roscoe comes into my hotel room in Beijing. He said, man, I'm bad. I said, how bad? He said, it's like lava out of a volcano. I said, I'm bad too. Next four days and four nights. It, by the end of it, it was just water. There was nothing. We got food poisoning on a dodgy burger what
3: kind of a at burger at the
0: Great Wall of China and then when I got up on the Great Wall of China they only allow you to walk 50 yards because the rest is protected I wanted to run off into the distance I wanted to go off and stand on my it's own it's about and three and a
2: half thousand miles long yeah <laughs> the, the
0: Chinese had cut it in and they said only oh, to here today and there's a guy there standing full military uniform stop yeah. oh man anyway go back to the story I had a lovely day in Mullockmore. lovely thing with the in-laws and ba ba back to the house say goodbye we're going back to Galway so as I was driving back up on the road from Gard,
2: Plast, the
0: Plastic geese yeah. I'd gone by the geese And there on the left hand side Pulled in was a speed van oh, On the motorway The dreaded ah, speed van And you know the feeling I was in the right hand lane yep. And you jam on oh, the brakes Jesus Christ! I didn't know you jam on that the brakes <laughs> You go fuck it Spring down that speedometer as quick as you fucking can Get down under 100 Get down get down You're gone by it and as they're going, he's after ruining my day.
2: He's after ruining my day. <laughs> How fast were you going?
0: I don't know, about 120. Did your, your go? Yeah, but it could have been 130. And then I just went, why is that... He's just pulled in there. So anyway, I went to go on about 9, 15, 9 10 miles, past the flyover at Athenry, on towards the N7, M17. I turned off on the Turlock Moor Road, and I come off a roundabout, and I go down by Fahey's Garage, and then there's a lovely little t- place where tractors pull in. And what was there? A fucking speed van. Again! 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 I thought I'd gone by him. And then all the boys are flashing me on the road, and I just felt like I'm back up to the speed van and breaking the windows and taking the uh, the air out of the tyres and going, why are you doing this? Why are we being persecuted by these snaky little snide little vans that are just pulled in to catch us? It's a disgrace. I hate them. And then I saw a lad the other day at the same place who was fixing one and I wanted to get out and have an argument with him. Yeah. I wanted to just—they just, just piss me off. I hate them. They just ruined the day for me. It was a lovely Sunday, and twice within the space of twenty minutes, I was caught out in the country that I pay tax in, and that everything I do, and I love this country. And they're snaky. You don't see it in France. You don't. You, you don't see it in Spain. You don't see the—they're pulling in a little the little Sudan. You don't it's see the
2: Sudan. Tommy, they're, to they're, tell me they're
0: hidden. They're, they just get in in these lovely little places with a bush in front and of them. And you're
2: safe enough driving. like you feel. It's, it's I'm a, a good driver. I'm not yeah. a
0: bad driver. And I'm not reckless. But I just fucking hate speed vans. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. I was in Australia a couple of years ago and we were driving. It'd be a shorter list of countries that you haven't been to. Yeah. No, 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 no. Where have you not been I'm to? trying to paint pictures. Uh, I, uh, there's a few places I haven't been Norway. In. What I do like doing I've it, been there, it's great. What I do have like been doing there? It, I've been to Norway, yeah. Of Iceland. Iceland, of yes.
2: Greenland. No. Never been to Greenland. No. Uh, South Korea. Uh, yes. Vietnam. Yes. Of course you have. Cambodia. Yes. India. Yes. China. Yes. Wow, North Korea. No. No one's been to North Korea. No, 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 no. Uruguay. Yes. Amazing, man. Amazing. Brazil. Yes. yes. What
0: I a, got married in Brazil. Uh, Why? I'll tell you that story.
2: Switzerland. Uh, no.
3: Go on, keep going, go on, go on, think of the countries Where in the world has Hector Um, not been?
2: Finland Yes
3: Turkey Yes
2: Russia, you've been to Russia Um, Zambia Yes Wow,
3: my God Nigeria Yes (sighs) Cyprus No
0: no, (laughs) This is why, this is the stuff we need back in geography Because so many kids are giving up geography these days This is why, what is the capital of Albania? Tajikistan, Tirana. Tirana, Well Tirana. done. No, I, was, I just love the capitals being countries and countries and capitals was brilliant. And rivers, but I was in Australia a couple of years ago,
2: <laughs> and we
0: were out in the middle of Aboriginal and
3: Aboriginal
0: and out in the middle of Ayers Rock, and we were in Alice Springs, and I thought Alice Springs is going to be like this paradise, but it was full of Aboriginal lads lying down like winos and homeless, and I was going. Oh, man, there's problems everywhere. Good any ginge, min? yeah. Good day, uh, and then there's the, borrowing and <laughs> trying to get money off us going into the shop. And yeah. we got this jeep anyway. Well, what we wanted to do was wanted to go out into the desert and drive for days and head down towards Uluru, Ayers Rock. Oh, yeah. So okay. we got this big seven litre Toyota Land Cruiser, excuse me. And we said we'll set off. We went to the drive through place for the beer, we got all the supermarket stuff, and we got gallons and gallons and gallons of water. And we had the next extra cans of petrol and gas and diesel left than we needed we were self-sufficient for a 650 kilometre journey through the Australian desert in high summer hmm. four or five hours into the journey I'm driving there would be dogs dead to the heat inside the, the road the and it's where the less <laughs> right. just, just singed singed
3: birds eating them
0: singed just desert and singeness
3: singeness <laughs> getting do you
0: know that when you singe your hand on your cooking could you, you ever singe your hand and you burn the hairs at the cooker and you smell it yes. that was the smell of singed desert so we're driving along and this is this
2: Riders, to Riders to the
0: Sea Riders to the Sea and Riders to the Storm with Jim Morrison on the playboy of the western world so we're driving along and then I said to the boys John Millington singe <laughs> we could see nothing we could see nothing for hours except desert and then I said to the boys boys I think there's something happening in front of us here I could see these flashing lights way in the distance.
3: And Are as you I driving?
0: Look, I'm driving. And I could see that the heat coming up off the, off the one asphalt tarmac thing. And as I said to Roscoe, I said, Roscoe. And he was half asleep and revving in the back asleep because I was on my my driving duty. Three hours on, three hours off. I said, boys, I think there's roadworks here. In the middle of nowhere. So as we approached, saw the digger, saw a couple of lads. And there was shuddering cement Seemingly there's a little bit of a flash flooding And they were fixing this bridge In the middle of nowhere And I said, lads I swear to God Roscoe, roll that camera I guarantee you there's somebody from Ireland here Can you imagine? There's gotta be somebody on construction. If this is a construction thing in the middle of nowhere, I bet you there's an Irish lad. I said to camera, we'll get a piece of TV out of this. That's the type of stuff we were doing. Hopping out of the car. Roscoe goes, ready, he hopped out. I go, and shot. A lot of water shot. 3K kilometer. Oh, Alice Springs, that airs rock? fake. to construction or will air near I bet you there's some Irish here. Went over. Two local guys, Aboriginal. How you doing, boys? How's it gone? I said, what are you doing? Oh, we're fixing this. It's uh, just mending this bridge. We're out here for about three weeks. We'll do it now in the dry season and then we'll head back. And then I said to the lad, is there any Irish here? He said, of course there is, mate. Over there. Went over <laughs> down the side, right? <laughs> Went over down the side and there was an arse. He was down shuddering cement and I saw the top like, of his I, arse I and I saw it. the crack of his arse yes. and he had a big stetson on him and he's down... <laughs> Cement shuddering in and I went, Are you from Ireland? And he goes, How are you doing, boy? (laughs) And this is in the middle of Australia. I said, Where are you where are you from? (laughs) I'm from Westmead. Give me a minute. (laughs) How on a second there? So he fucking comes up then, right? And he goes, How are you lads? And he's in his, I'd say he's in his 40s, late 40s, Stetson on him, wiry, unshaven, country accent, Westmead. And I says, oh, good, we're shaking hands. What are you doing here, lads? I said, we're down here for three months. We're filming a show for TG4. Jesus Christ, what brings you here? Blah, blah, blah. Great chat. Lovely man, Westmead. How long are you down here? I'm down here about 33 years, he said. 33 years in Australia, and I love it. Never go home. I said, that's incredible. Lovely chat, got a photo and headed off. Just great to see another Irish brother in a remote part of the world. Wow! Man. Three months later, I'm at the uh, Ploughing Championships. My sons are like five and six years of age and they're into f- tractors. And uh, there's a, there a toy store at the Ploughing Championships that sells really good farm toy machinery, really good replicas, like really good tractors. So I was searching for that. And uh, I walk by the Massey Ferguson stand and a lad comes out to me and he goes, Hector! Oh yeah, can we get a photo? No problem. He goes, right. And he puts the arm around me. He's one of the reps for Massey Ferguson. I says, uh, do you want a t-shirt for the kids or something like that? I say, yeah, no problem. They love tractors. He says, come on in and get you something. And he says, "Getting the photo. He put the arm around me and he said, you made a woman very happy. Hector, you made an old woman very happy. I says, what do you mean? He says, you won't believe what I'm going to tell you. Come on in here for a second. We went into sort of the prefab where they sell the tractors. And he said, I'm going to tell you something now. <clears throat> you made a very a, a neighbour of mine, an old woman, very, very happy. And I says, what do you mean? He said, you remember you were down in Australia there a couple months ago? We saw the show on T.G. says, I says, yeah. He says, you remember you were out in the middle of the desert? I said, I was, yeah. He says, you met a man from Westmead. I said, I did. He we says, well, I'm next door neighbour to that family. And that mother hadn't seen her son in 33 years and she thought he was dead a long, long time ago. Oh, Jesus. And the next thing she saw him on your show and you made an old, old woman very, very happy. And I didn't know what to say. I just said, wow, what a fucking coincidence that that could happen. Wow. Isn't that mad? Mm. Yeah. That that man had never returned home. But what a great story. You made an old woman very, very happy.
2: Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening to uh, this week's podcast. You've been listening to the Tommy Hector Show with Larita Blues. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Shukran. Salam alaikum. Ta-ra.